Welcome to PICGO Happenings. I'm your host, Diana McFarland. I'm here to give you a front row view of county government. All right, so today I'm here with Lisa Toot, who's the director of the Pennsylvania County Public Library. Lisa, thanks for being here. Good to be here. So really today here to talk about the, you know, the upcoming renovations at the, the Gretna branch of the library. Uh, lot, you know, lots going on there as far as funding and, and different phases of the project. But just to start, I mean, it's been, it's been more than a year since we've had you on here. I think you were actually the first guest on the podcast to talk about what it's like leading the library through the pandemic, which obviously we're at a very different point now than we were a year ago. So talk to me a little bit about kind of what's happened in the last year as far as, you know, services and programs and, and, and what's sort of the outlook moving forward. Absolutely. It's a good time to be talking about it because things have improved significantly. And in keeping with the recent changes from the CDC, um, we are happily dropping our mask mandate for our staff mm-hmm. and really moving as back to normal as much as possible mm-hmm. over the next month. And the most important thing is that we are resuming in-person programs. Mm -hmm. It'll probably be gradual, but uh, we are very much looking forward to getting back to normal. And one of the things that we added in the pandemic with the the book lockers for the contact-free pickup, Mm -hmm. we're going to keep those forever. So again, if anybody has special concerns, we are still more than happy to try and and make sure that they are safe Mm -hmm. in the library. No, absolutely. And you know, wanted to talk about the the renovations at the Gretna Library. I know this is a a big multi-part project and it's been a long time coming. So really just, I mean, to start, if you just kind of want to give me a big picture, high level overview of sort of, you know, what this project is, why why this is a focus right now and and sort of what what the different parts of it are. Absolutely. It is our our big effort and I think it'll be a really exciting one for the community Mm -hmm. and the county. Uh, It really started back in, in 2015, 2016, when the Danville Community College, who'd been our partner in that building, stopped having classes there. So under the terms of the original agreement, when the building was constructed in 1999, the the whole space became library space. Mm-hmm. But we really couldn't use it fully because, of course, there were walls and doors right. and things in the way. So this effort is to make that whole building library space Mm -hmm. because the library side was always too small Mm -hmm. the the need for space has been there for a long time Mm -hmm. so we're very excited to take advantage of the whole building Mm -hmm. and offer people the space and facilities that they really expect and deserve from a modern library right there are four branches of the library in Brosville, Mount Hermon, Chatham, and Gretna. So Gretna really is, for the entire northern half of the county, is is the library that, that That's is. That's right. Mm-hmm. There's there's nothing between offered between Gretna and, and Alta Vista. A lot of people in Hurt use the library in Campbell County because mm-hmm. it's more convenient. And especially when, why would you drive all the way down to Gretna for a cramped little library? <laughs> the plans we've got in place will make it worth the drive. Mm-hmm. The library now, as I say, we're, we're taking down a lot of walls. That's really what the renovation is doing. Mm-hmm. It's going to be completely new inside and out. Mm-hmm. The county's contribution, as they did with Mount Hermon, is to give us a shell that is modern, with you right. know, LED lighting and updated bathrooms and new carpet and new paint mm-hmm. and a, a nice empty shell. And then the library 
foundation and board have raised money to put all new interior furnishings in Mm -hmm. so that it will be the more modern, open, bookstore kind of feeling library space that people like Mm -hmm. and lots more seating and lots more power everywhere. Mm-hmm. No, absolutely. And as you mentioned, you know, the, the different different places where the funding is coming from. So I'll, I'll let you talk more about the, the library foundation side and, and sort of how the, the fundraising efforts that you guys have done. But I know the board during its February meeting allocated uh, an additional $300,000 for these renovation projects, which that brings the, the total that the board is contributing up to, to about $500,000 to this project, which when it, yeah, when it comes to, to large scale renovations like this, especially especially in the time we're in. It sounds like a lot of money, but it, it goes quickly. But if you want to tell me a little bit about, you know, sort of the the fundraising that you all have done, which I know, I mean, the, the Board of Supervisors at their last meeting was had, had nothing but positive things to say about the amount that you guys have raised and how you've done that. Well, it's been, you know, when we when we started the, the in, in earnest planning in 2018, 2019 for the library, the board committed the $200,000 for the basic renovations. And then when we got to pandemic delays and all of that, when you, when you finally get to the, the current cost, it was not unexpected, but still a little shocking mm-hmm. how much costs had gone up and how many different supply chain issues had affected the, right. the building. So we were very, very grateful that the, the board of supervisors understood that and, you know, were willing to, keep up with their commitment on the project and keep mm-hmm. it going. On the library side, just as we partnered with the county the, and the board on Mount Hermon, the library board and foundation raised funds for the interior. We've raised over $450,000 right. for things like new bookshelves, which don't sound very glamorous unless you're a librarian, and then they become very glamorous. Mm-hmm. But they're a keystone element, obviously, for a library. Mm-hmm. But their prices are also a little shocking sometimes. I never would have thought about how expensive those would be until I was, you know, sort of preparing for this and writing the news release about these funds. It makes sense that they have to be extremely durable and strong and therefore expensive. <laughs> and they and they do last a long time. The, mm-hmm. the shelving that's in Gretna right now was actually recycled from another library and dates back to the 1980s. Okay. They're mm-hmm. still there, but they reflect a library of the 1980s. They're mm-hmm. too tall and they're too close together and they're not the kind of browsing, comfortable place that, that people want in a library these right. days. So the, the shelving that we're looking at has adjustable backs so that when you put a paper back in, you can move the back up and it still stays up mm-hmm. where people can find it instead of sliding back. And some of it's mobile in the children's mm-hmm. area so that when you have a big summer reading program, you can move some of those bookshelves out of the way. Mm-hmm. I think what people will notice more and appreciate is tables with uh, USB ports in them right. and mo- lots more low, comfortable seating so that if you want to sit there with and use the Wi-Fi on your laptop mm-hmm. or your phone, you can do that. Right. Yeah. No, that, that makes a lot of sense, especially with, I mean, obviously, you know, we're, we're working to improve internet access throughout the county. As of right now, everyone in this county, you know, doesn't have internet. So it makes sense that, that you want to open your space to be a place where people can easily come and have access to the internet, as well as all of the other services that the library offers. And, and even once the county does have internet access that is more, far more widespread mm-hmm. than it is currently, there's still a role for libraries. Oh, we yeah. get people mm-hmm. who come into libraries that their printer is out of ink 
And so they can come and get help in the library and mm-hmm. then, or they can print it out on a big printer mm-hmm. and in color and in all that kind of thing. So yeah, we, we backstop even people who have internet in the home right. and then we're a lifesaver for people who, who don't. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that's, that's definitely a shift in the role of the library. And that's, that's cool that you guys are seeing that and trying to design your fil- facilities accordingly. I guess the other, the other part of all this I want to to walk us through, I guess, is, is the different phases of these renovations. So I know part of what was approved at the February Board of Supervisors meeting was the, uh, I guess, approval of the contract for the first phase, which is the bathrooms and front doors, essentially. Um, so can you walk me through those those different phases, as well as the, um, the outdoor renovations, which yes, I, I don't sure. believe are funded yet, but are, are part of all of these plans? That's right, on, on all counts. The renovation plans for the building currently includes six different phases. Those were thought out in with the help of our architect to try and uh, do a couple of things. Mm-hmm. The biggest one is to minimize the disruption on the public while mm-hmm. we're going through this renovation. So by doing it by phases, we're trying to make sure that we can keep the library open as much as possible. Right. Uh, there certainly are going to be some closures, and there probably will be some closures on this first phase, which involves the new front doors and some renovations to the bathrooms. The new front desk, where most people are going to interact with the library, will be right across from what are now currently the bathroom door openings. Those doors are moving around the corner, which is a lot harder to do than I ever realized when we planned this. And then, then, then the front doors are going to move forward slightly. They're going to get power added to them. And then the bathroom doors moving around. So that's going to be a, a big disruption right at the beginning. Right. But that sets the stage then for the phases two through six. And the next phases will really focus on the DCC side of the building that mm-hmm. isn't being used as a library now. Because that's you know that's an easier side, so we'll right. fix those that side up, and then as much as possible move the library to that side of the building, while we then work on the current library side right. of the building. No, that makes sense. And and you had mentioned earlier the you know the patios and the outside space. I know there's there's a lot of really exciting aspects to that. So so talk to me through you know what what some of those are. Sure, because it is very exciting. Our original plans for the building included creating a new door on the west side of the building where the children's area will be Mm -hmm. onto a reading garden patio space. Um, And it was nice, but pretty modest in Mm -hmm. comparison to what was going on inside the building. When they saw the plans for the building and our request for funding, the Danville Regional Foundation and the JT Minimod Foundation Mm -hmm came to us and said, we're going to give you some extra money to hire a landscape architect, and we want you to think bigger, to take advantage of the site that this library sits on, mm-hmm. which is a, a has a lot of open space around it right. and is in between the middle school and the high school. Think about making this library more of a destination. Bring mm-hmm. the library outside and make the outside as exciting as the inside mm-hmm. is going to be. So we we worked with Trenda Levitt of Beach Grove Design, who had done the same sort of thing, also prompted by DRF and the JT Minimod Foundation, mm-hmm. for Wayside Park. Okay. Mm-hmm. She's been amazing to work with mm-hmm. and took 
really every exciting dream that we had and every idea that we've seen at other libraries that we've always thought, ooh, wouldn't this be amazing to be able to offer people in Pennsylvania County. And she finalized the plans. Mm -hmm. And those are not funded as part of this plan yet. So that's something I'll be working on Mm -hmm. while we're working on the renovations. The patio is there. The workspaces are there. The children's patio is there. But there's also a beautiful grove of trees with shaded reading under it. Mm -hmm. There are hammock stands. So you could check out Mm -hmm. a hammock from the library and go swing and read. There's a music maze in the plans. There's a community stage and and more sculptural elements and some sort of public art options. Mm -hmm. We're looking at some benches that are shaped like open books. And it also includes a, a... pavilion building so this outside space would be a real opportunity for things like zumba or tai chi or painting classes or something and a a walking trail i mean just more ways for people to like check out an audio book and enjoy the outdoors yeah it'll be it would be it'll be amazing we Mm -hmm. just have to make it happen Do you have a ballpark of how much those that side of it's going to cost? I do. It's another four hundred thousand mm-hmm. dollars, of which a hundred thousand is already money that the library has raised mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. the outside space. So it just moves into that design. Right. Which I mean, you guys already raised four hundred fifty thousand dollars for this the interior. So clearly, yes. you've shown the ability to to raise money for these types of well, projects. Well, and it and it's not even that we've shown the ability to raise money. What it shows is the incredible capacity of this community mm-hmm. to rally behind something that is a community resource like a library. Mm-hmm. It's been really gratifying to see the enthusiasm of the charitable organizations, uh, the board of supervisors, and the public for mm-hmm. the library. Well, I think that's all the all the questions that I have. I mean, is, is there anything else that, that you would want to add or anything else that, you know, you think it would be important that people know about this project, which, you know, as, as we sort of talked about is... A, a lot about making the library more modern, which is which is important for for encouraging people to continue to come. Absolutely, uh, we do have we have a renovation page on our website if people want to keep okay. up, mm-hmm. and we will be posting on our Facebook page and mm-hmm. other social media to keep people up to date, not just on closures and things that are changing, but also on things that are happening and ways that that people want might want to engage with us mm-hmm. to help bring this to fruition. Right. No, absolutely. Well, we'll, we'll definitely be sharing those updates as they come along. So thanks for being here, Lisa. Appreciate it. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening to Pitco Happenings. I hope you learned something informative. If you have a question or want to make a comment, give me a call or send a text to 434-489-8739.